The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, celebrating Pride Month with the LGBTQ community. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and this is Everyday Peace. I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness. If you could just join us and just, if you could just breathe that in, take a nice healthy breath in, fill your lungs up with that whole complete, nothing missing, nothing broken. Hold it for just a second and then a complete exhale through the mouth and know that that definition describes you in this moment, no matter what appears to be going on in your external world, you are whole, you are complete. There is nothing missing. There is nothing broken. You represent totality. So I want you to know that right here, right now. And I want to tell you that, yes, it is possible to have peace every day. Yes, you deserve everyday peace. And absolutely, you can have an experience everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. So here we are, and I'm super excited because last time we were together, we had the amazing Jacob Cooper on who shared lessons learned from a near-death experience, and they were so impactful. Wow. Things that we take for granted that are really uh, opportunities for us to stand in our greatness. And so if you missed any part of that show, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen. You can access our entire library of shows by subscribing to the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, or you can listen to them on unityonlineradio.org. Another place to access our content is at our new website, which is drdravonjames.com, and that's Dr. D-R, Dravon, D-R-A, V for victory, O-N-J-A-M-E-S. Dr. DrayvonJames.com. On that website, you will find transcripts from past shows, words of wisdom, encouragement, excerpts from my book, Freedom is Your Birthright, our contact information. You can get access to free courses and free materials there. Um, so if you haven't visited the website, I encourage you, visit frequently. Go today, not right now, after the show. And bookmark it so you can go back and see what's happening and what's changing. There's great opportunities um, uh, for learning and developing um, this huge uh, tribe, if you will, of everyday peacemakers, of which you are a member. So thank you for being with us. I'm excited about our two guests we have today, Mariah Ibrahim, and I hope I said that right, uh, Maria Ibrahim. And uh, she's going to talk to us about taste buds, how to train your taste buds to crave food that will stimulate your metabolism. 
I hope I got your attention because she got my attention, right? <laughs> Craving the food that will stimulate your metabolism. I love it. And then we have Amanda Hainline, who is going to discuss her new book. Get this, Feel Better in Five Minutes. We have a great show for you today. But first, before we get to our show and our, and our fabulous guests, we're going to have our Everyday Peace Moment. And I want to share something that I was sharing with a larger audience. I had a speaking opportunity and I talked about um, letting go and living in the flow of life, letting go and living in the flow of life. And I got to tell you, if you're anything like me, that sounds so wonderful. I'm a person who loves to be around water and movement and flow. And I love that kind of thing. And it sounds wonderful. It feels good. But then my brain starts thinking and I start getting into this analytical place and I thought, start thinking about, well, letting go of what? What is it that she wants me to let go of? So if you're asking that question, you know, I'm saying letting go of our false beliefs, right? That is the key to having the best life experience ever. Now, again, if you're anything like me, another question pops up in your mind. What false beliefs is she speaking about, right? Because gosh, we could have so many false beliefs. So I'm talking about the false belief that says to us that we know what anything means. Like, you know, something happens to you and you say, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Like you, all we have is the facts of this is what happened. For example, if you got a flat tire on your way to work, the fact is you got a flat tire on your way to work. But what we tend to do is we start saying what those facts mean. This is the worst thing ever. I had a meet, you know, most important meeting of my life at 8 a.m. and I got this flat. I'm not going to get there to 10. This is the worst thing ever. It's ruined my career. We start telling ourselves these stories as though we know what the flat tire means, right? It could very well mean that we've just been spared from a collision where, you know, there are going to be fatalities. We don't know. But we, we start telling us uh, telling these stories to put ourselves in a heightened state of fear or lack or anxiety. So letting go of that part of ourselves that wants to be the storyteller of a tragic story, that wants to put us in the middle of a drama all of the time. Let's let that go so we can live in the flow of life. Let's decide instead... Right, because we're going to let something go, we're going to replace it with something else. And here is the excitement. Let's decide because we desire excitement. Our brains are wired that way, right? Drama heightens uh, excitement. So let's decide that whatever is happening, we're going to become so curious about and so in tune with how this is going to be the best thing ever. And I know that's challenging. That is so challenging. I have had things happen in my own life, you know, in, in the six months of the first of the new year that I could in no way say would be great things happening in my life. But what I've said to myself, instead of I've let go of the tragedy story and I've said to myself, these are the facts. This is what happened. And now what I'm going to do, what I'm free to do is decide that I'm going to become curious about how this thing, even though it seems unlikely, but how this thing is going to catapult me in the direction of even more happiness in my life. So that's what I want to share with you all today in this everyday peace moment. Let go of this the belief that everything that happens has a tragic end, that even though it isn't desirable, that it's going to cause more pain, more lack in your life. Let's let go of that narrative and tell ourselves that we're just curious about the outcome. Let's stand like in amazement as though we were children, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And we're excited and we're watching, 
right? So that's that's what we're talking about today in our everyday peace moment. Stand in amazement of your life. Stand with childlike curiosity and watch your entire journey become more pleasurable. So last week we were together and we were talking about you know, doing something new in the beginning of the day to give yourself a win. And I appreciate those of you who reached out to me on my website and shared some of your wins, um, some of your new activities that you started. I'm going to encourage you all, um, those of you who reached out last week and those of you who have not reached out um, this week, this week, watch your life, become the observer of where you are telling yourself a story about an event. Just observe. This happened in my life, and I immediately started telling myself this about it. And then when you decide to stop and change the narrative, to get into the flow and become curious and share some of those moments with me on my website at drdravonjames.com, I would love to hear from you as we create this amazing community of everyday peacemakers. So that is our everyday peace moment. And now we're going to go to our first guest. And our first guest today is, uh, I'm going to say this right, Maria Abraham. I know I messed it all up. Welcome to the Dr. Draymond James Show. (laughs) That was pretty darn close. So I think we're good. Thank you for the nice welcome. Oh, I'm so excited for you to be here because... This whole pandemic has done a lot of things that we'd like to forget. But one thing, when we look down at our waistline, many of us like, we just, it's got our attention. (laughs) And you're talking about retraining your taste buds. And I think the number one reason, I I love how you phrase that, because we eat what what tastes good, right? And so it's, it's. It kind of makes, it's a no-brainer. We, we can train our taste buds, but I, I'm going to let you just talk. How do we do that? How do I, I, I stopped eating potato chips uh, maybe, uh, I want to say two years ago, really stopped eating potato chips, and I still crave them sometimes, but um, I had to really, you know, say, okay, this is not good for me. This is not good for me. Is there an easy way to do that? Well, let's really kind of rewind that for a second, because I think, you know, you just said something really important is, you know, really what's good for you and what's not good for you. And I think inherently as human beings, because we're omnivores and we have a lot of choice, it's really hard to get to the point where you're just like, you know what, I know it's good for me and I'm not going to choose what's bad for me. I mean, it, that's, there's a long road from A to B, but it does mean that our brain is engaged, right? So it's not just our taste buds saying, well, I'm hungry and that looks good and I know it's yummy, therefore I'm going to eat it. But the brain has to get involved in a really uh, a partnership way to say, okay, I'm a smart person. I know that if I go down that road, I'm A, not going to feel good, or B, I'm going to be bloated, or C, I'm going to put on pounds that I don't need right now or ever, um, or, you know, D, I'm just going to feel guilty because I know better. So, you know, part of the retraining of the taste buds is accepting that we are better than that, that knowing our why and what's motivating us on this path of health is more important than our craving in that moment. And once we engage our brain, then there's, a, you know, the rest is like not that difficult. It's mostly about what foods to cut and what foods to focus on and then adding the habits that make that a lifestyle. 
Oh, I love how you phrase that too, because um, that phrase, I am better than that. That's right there just makes you smile, right? <laughs> I am better than bag potatoes, yeah. right? And then what I know is so key to everything, knowing your why, falling in love with your why instead of focusing on your why not, right? So falling in love with your why. This is why I'm doing this, right? I know when I was, um, after I had my children, I kept a pair of pants that I really liked. And um, I would, you know, say, okay, my, my why was that I wanted to be able to button those pants without it being a struggle. And right. it just became so, ple- like I get a little closer this week, a little bit closer next week. And it was fun for me, you know, instead of saying, oh, well, I don't, my why not is I don't want to have this, carry this weight around. My why was that I really like those pants and I'd like to wear them again. So I think that's a great way to have a positive focus towards the direction that you want to be going in instead of saying, you know, focusing on what you don't want. I love that. And I think that is really important because we're always motivated from a place of positivity. I mean, most people are not motivated from a place of shame or negative negativity or, um, you know, criticism. Uh, that's not the best way to get the most out of people. Yet we do that to ourselves constantly. So I, you know, the whole front part of my book, Eat Like You Give a Fork, The Real Dish on Eating a Thrive, is about coming to terms with what your goals are and what your role is in maybe someone else's life or what your own goals are for your own life. Um, You know, where do you want to go? What do you want to accomplish? And then that why, that place of positivity and of accomplishment is what will motivate you for the long haul. Oh, and I love that title. I'm going to say it just one more time, make sure our, our guests got it. Eat like you give a fork. Yes. Wonderful. You can't yeah, forget that. You sure cannot forget that. Uh, <laughs> right. You cannot forget that. And it's so important. And who and you're, you, you, know, you do, and, and it goes hand in hand with what you said previously. I am, meaning you are, the listener, the you know, our, our, our audience, you are better than this. Whatever that this is, you bet, you know. I, I got so many vices when it comes to things that I'm better than than food. And I do have to tell myself that, you know, you are better than another scoop of ice cream. Stop. <laughs> well, you're, and you're... you know, a lot of it ends up just being kind of the situation that we put ourselves in. You know, um, it's kind of like this. If you keep good food in your fridge and in your pantry, you will eat good food. The problem is we have a tendency to sabotage ourselves at every turn. So if you've got the double-stuffed Oreos on the top shelf and you think you're only going to get to those every once in a while, guess what? That's a whole lot of pressure to put on yourself. That's a whole lot of willpower that you're then requiring of yourself. Isn't it so much better to just get rid of them and to not even have them there as a temptation? You know, the same thing with the chips. Don't have them there because if you have them there, they're going to be your default. The thing that we have to do is find alternatives, other foods that will satisfy you, that will feed your cravings, so to speak, but not in a way that is going to send you down the rabbit hole. So in the book, I help people identify what foods to get rid of, you know, what to purge when they're retraining their taste buds, because the truth is your taste buds change every few weeks. So if you're not craving broccoli right now, just give it a few weeks. But you have to try it. You have to be open to new things and embrace this idea that the way it was isn't necessarily the best way, that there's maybe a better way. And 
you know, again, we're smart enough to know what's good for us. We just have to give it a chance. So I go through a list of what to get rid of. You know, you want to get rid of your foods that have refined, you know, ingredients, any sugar, any um, processed foods that contain artificial ingredients or flavors or additives or colors. Um, you want to get rid, at, at least during the reset, of alcohol. We're going to avoid any alcohol during that time because alcohol is sugar, and your body recognizes it as sugar. And we want to cut down on sugar because we want our body to get and our taste buds to get really used to craving umami, sour, and bitter foods because those are the best foods to lend to health, building muscle, burning fat, and helping you to be satiated for the long haul. Oh, I love that. Now, you know, I always wondered why the things that were really good for us were bitter. You know, they said, you know, greens are a bit bitter, but those are the things that are so healthy for your gut. And I always wondered that. And you just confirmed that they really are better for us, those things that have more of a sour taste. So I guess it's the teacher to retrain our taste buds to crave those types of foods and i love how you said you know open your mind up to a new experience to a new yeah experience. i mean it, get it, excited about it, that yeah it happens to be that you know when we're when we're children i mean our taste buds get pretty imprinted by the time we're five years old i mean just think about what a five-year-old's palate looks like right um you know hot dogs and pizza and burgers However, if you go to other countries, if you travel around the world, and my family's from Egypt, you know, we grew up eating very different foods, you know, instead of sugary cereals and things like that, you know, the morning for us was fava beans, which are very rich in uh, an umami flavor profile. Um, We'd have that with eggs, you know, a hard-boiled egg, or we'd have falafel, which is made with beans. You know, we didn't start the day with sugar. So I think what you find when you travel around the world is, yes, that might be a child, you know, we know what children eat here in the U.S., but if you travel anywhere else, it looks very different. So it's not even a matter of, oh, well, kids eat that way, therefore, you know, when they grow up, their taste buds are going to be that way, too. No, no, no. It's about opening yourself up to different taste profiles. And when you do that, what you recognize is that sugar sabotages everything. It sabotages your health. It's a precursor for so many different diseases now from, you know, diabetes to hypertension. Um, and, and your blood sugar chemistry, it's so important to keep it balanced in order to make the rest of your plane fly properly, you know, to balance your hormones and to burn fat effectively and, to feel rested and and all of the other things that we really need in order to feel good about ourselves every single day. So I guess the long story short is you can retrain your taste buds. We're not children anymore. So we have the intellect that says, okay, I know it's better for me. Um, And we can do it over a period of a very short amount of time. Amazing what can happen if you just give it eight days. Uh, and, and that's really exciting to me because it's not something where I have to tell you, you know what, you got to hold on for 30 days, a month, uh, maybe two months in order to see results. No, you're going to see results in a matter of eight days. And, and that is very exciting because I can tell you from personal experience, the people that I've trained with this program, 
they crave broccoli now over brownies. I mean, it, 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 it's crazy, but it can, it can really happen, and it does happen. I love what you just said. So tell us the name of the book again. Give us your name pronounced properly, because I really want people to get an eight-day result. I'm excited. Thank you. It's Maria Ibrahim, and the book is Eat Like You Give a Fork, The Real Dish on Eating to Thrive. We have a great program called Eat to Thrive, and it is the perfect accompaniment to the book. And right now, the whole program with the book is only $29.99. So basically, you're getting the program completely free. Um, And you can find that on uh, my website at eatcleaner.com, or you can just text FITFOODIE, that's F-I-T- F-O-O-D-I-E to 22828, and you'll get all the information in your email. Thank you so much for that. And I, I tell you that um, although I'm, I'm coaching people on other issues, leadership and other issues that are going on in their life, a lot of times it comes body image and, and um, anxieties and stuff about food, as you mentioned, some of that emotional health comes into play. And so I oh, yeah. love something when you're, that you can get results in eight days that, it, you know, you can you can have something that you really can say this is working for me. So that really excites me. And I hope it excites our listeners, too. One thing that I, that I hear and read a lot about as a pharmacist is that, you know, the inflammation that comes from so many, you'd be amazed. I was amazed. Maybe you wouldn't be, but but I was amazed at the number of foods that are inflammatory and that are doing damage to the gut. Now, uh, and and as a result, people are uh, deriving uh, autoimmune disorders associated with these foods that are damaging the gut. How does your book, Eat Like You Give a Fork, I love it, um, address (laughs) issues like that? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it right there. Um, inflammation is the cause of almost all the degenerative diseases that we're facing right now that are plaguing our health. And it does, it comes from a bad diet. It comes from not resting properly, not getting enough sleep. It comes from constantly being rush, rush, rush. And although I think coming out of the pandemic, we did learn, you know, that life can move on without us rushing all the time. Um, for those people who are right back into their old habits, you know, I think it's a real call to action to say, hey, we've got to slow down a little bit. We've got to prioritize the things that are critical to our health. And what do we need to survive? Not a lot. We need food, we need water, and we need rest and shelter. So, you know, these are the, and of course, we need a lot of love. Um, And we need to love ourselves. We need to really give ourselves that grace to not come down on ourselves all the time. I think we're always our worst critics. So, you know, the first step is really saying I am worthy. I am justified in taking care of myself. It's not a luxury. It's crucially important that I do it. And we, we take that time to really prioritize the things that will lend themselves to good health. You know, for many people, and I'm going to, you know, it's interesting. You and I could eat a certain way and someone else could eat a completely different way, and we'd all have different results. Um, so it's really important to also get to know yourself, what is inflammatory to you. I can eat avocados, but for some people it's inflammatory because it's an allergen. So know what your allergens are. Know what your food sensitivities are. You can do a simple allergy panel test. 
Um, and I do highly recommend that for people. So you know what might be causing inflammation in your own body. And then, it, you know, really, I don't think we could ever go wrong with prioritizing plant-based foods. Eat the rainbow. Eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, especially leafy greens. They're the, the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. And then build your meals around that. Um, dairy can be inflammatory for people, and some people can stomach it fine. Um, you know, meat is not on everybody's, you know, uh, eating list, but for many people it is. And if you're buying free range and, and, you know, wild and, um, and grass fed and finished types of proteins, you know, for a lot of people that does work with their diet. So I, I really walk people through all of that and help you pick the best things, um, and, and then it's really up to the individual to kind of identify for them what works best. But we got to watch out for those inflammatory triggers. Yeah, we do. And thank you so much for that, because I really want people to really, again, um, get the book, 29 bucks, and you get to get into the program, too. We're coming out of a pandemic. Um, a lot of us know that there's some work that we want to do to enhance not only our physical image, because that's only a small part of it. Um, we talked earlier about how it has an impact on our um our, the way we feel, our emotions, it also has an impact. I don't know if we talked about brain fog and all of that stuff. So, uh, oh, yeah. you know, we just, we just become clearer when we get a, a cleaner diet that supports us. You know, and it's not a one deal fits all. You just alluded to that because some people have different responses to different things. So I, I'm glad that your program has in it the ability to be flexible for those people and uh, who can tolerate some things and some cannot tolerate other things. What uh, are some of your favorite recipes from your book? We got about 30 seconds and I would love to hear like, you know, just one of your favorite recipes that are in your, that's in Eat Like You Give a Fork. Oh, my gosh, so many. But I think one of my favorite things is the poached egg and veggie brekkie bowl. Um, I love poached eggs, first of all, and they're so full of protein and good fat, and they're easy to make, comes together quickly. I have uh, roasted sweet potatoes in there and a variety of colorful veggies. And uh, that gets topped with avocado. Oh, I could put with, live on. With that, we're going to have to encourage you to get the book. Our guest today has been... Maria Ibrahim. The book is Eat Like You Give a Fork. And thank you so much. You've been such an enlightenment for us today. Thank you so much for having me on. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and we have another fabulous guest today. I got to tell you that the guests we have today have titled their books in such a way that they really speak to my heart. They make me smile. So the guest that we have coming up for this part of our show is Amanda Hainline, and she has written a book entitled Feel Better in Five Minutes. You've got to love that. Feel Better in Five Minutes. And today we're going to be talking with Amanda about using spiritual guides to help with our emotions. Isn't that warm? I'm so excited for our, for our time together today. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure to be here. 
Oh, it is a, it's my pleasure to have you. I'm just smiling from ear to ear because I think we've all had those times in our lives and probably in our day to day, if we're totally honest, where our emotions start to take a nosedive and we're struggling to try to catch, you know, capture them before they go down to the deep end of the pool <laughs> and we're yeah. trying, to, kind of, trying to give ourselves life support, like, come back, come back. Don't let this ruin your day or don't let your emotions. And so, as, as I mentioned, your title, Feel Better in Five Minutes, excites me because that's that's great. When we feel better, we do better, not only for ourselves, but for those around us. And the idea that we have spiritual guides, spiritual guides who want to help us have the best journey possible right now what could be better so i'm i'm excited for um just you to tell how do we do that do we all have these spiritual guides how do we get to them <laughs> absolutely and i think one of the things that's really important for people to understand is not everyone receives messages the same way um some people may get a feeling from their spirit guides, uh, like a gut feeling or like an emotion come over them. I've heard some people say it feels like someone's enveloping me with a hug when I need it. Um, or they'll just get an inspiration. They'll go, you know, I think I need to go to the grocery store today. And maybe there's someone there that just happens to say something in passing that speaks to them in a way that answers something that's been really heavy on their heart. So it, it's really interesting how spirit guides kind of weave their their knowledge and their existence into our lives. It can be done in so many different ways. Um, and everyone has spirit guides. Something that uh, came to me, you know, I've been doing this for about 15 years. I had a spiritual experience about 15 years ago that kind of, it blew me wide open to this world. And it was scary at first. And I did have to deal with a lot of my emotions in the very beginning, because all the emotions were coming up that I had kind of stuck things down inside, because everybody does that, you know, when you're going through life, and you're just trying to make it through the day, it's a survival mode, right? And so you're stuffing emotions and stuffing emotions, and you're not dealing with things. Well, for me, all of this came up at once, and it was like this tidal wave of emotion. And so learning how to clear those emotions out was very much key. And that's what I've put in the book is, you know, basically how to deal with that. And the more I got that out of the way, the clearer my guidance was from my spirit guides. So that's really what I focus on in the book is helping people clear those old emotions out, the old traumas um, and related emotions so that they can really become clear with their spirit guides and understand how their spirit guides are speaking with them. Oh, I, and I love that. So let's just spend a few minutes, if we can, talking about stuffing emotions, because I know that's common for a lot of people. We, You know, right now is not a convenient time to deal with something, you know, and, and I just mean in everyday practice, you know, something comes up and it, and, and it triggers you or it lands on you in a way that's uncomfortable, but it's not, you don't have the time in that space. Maybe you're in the middle of mothering duties or you got something going on at work or you just don't have the, the space in which to be there for yourself and to show up authentically for yourself. And then before you know it, you've not dealt with it at all. And another thing has happened and you've, you know, the same, you've given yourself the same excuses. And before you know it, you've got this whole baggage of stuff that's weighing you down inside of you. How do you 
Is there a quick and dirty way to just a, a quick, and cl- quick and clean way maybe to get in there and say, okay, you know what? I accidentally let all this garbage sit in here and I just want to turn on the garbage disposal and, you know, let, let it run through me. Is there some kind of something we can do to quickly? I love that garbage and disposal analogy. I, permission to steal. That is so awesome. I love that because that's, that's basically what this is. So the way that I've constructed the book is kind of, um, in the minute first aid kind of things that you can do and those things actually lead to deeper healing uh further on down the road so what you can do in the moment say your your toddler is screaming and the phone is ringing and you're late for for an appointment and you're just like kind of beside yourself right you're ungrounded you you your keys are in the freezer you know i mean it's just you know we have those days right and so what happens when this is going on is we get very triggered. We get we get stressed out, maybe we lash out and that kind of thing, and which we don't want to do. So if you take just a couple of seconds even to take a deep breath and pause and breathe it out, it actually helps to reset your autonomic nervous system so that you you can come back to a little bit of clarity. That's like an immediate thing that you can do. It, it helps to reset you a little bit. If you have a few more seconds, um, what you can do is visualize um, coming out of your feet, uh, roots going into the ground. Because what happens whenever we, uh, our energy system, I, I specialize in the human energy system and how that affects our life. And so whenever you, whenever you're taking up, uh, whenever you kind of, pull yourself up out of the ground and you're not rooted. Think about a tree pulling its roots up out of the ground. What's going to happen? It's going to fall over, right? A little bit of wind and it's, it's gone. So what you do is just um, imagine roots coming out of your feet and into the ground. It may sound a little weird. And then just taking a deep breath up through those roots and into your body. And that helps to just ground you in that space. It makes you calmer. It helps you think more clearly. You kind of, can put things in linear order. Okay, A, B, C, D. Um, I need to answer the phone, put the toddler in the car seat, start the car, and, and drive to where I need to go. It just gets you in a much calmer place. So those are a couple of things that you can do in the moment that are super helpful. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, and I got to tell you that I do the the uh, the breathing, but what I do find that be so useful is maybe about, I don't know, six, four to six months ago, I started doing that um, exercise, that you, the second one you mentioned about the roots. And I, and I, and I can be very animated in my thought pa- practices and very <laughs> imaginative, right. probably childlike. And I started imagining these thick, beautiful roots and they would go around my feet and attach and anchor me down and, you know, to the core yes. of the earth. And it just feels so good. So I encourage people, if you've not given yourself that type of vacation, I call it like an emotional vacation, a mental oh, break, yeah. if you will, because it, feels so energizing to come back grounded like this like yeah i'm okay look at this i'm okay all of that is happening and look at me here okay right so it's a beautiful feeling so thank you for giving us that tip and on how to start clearing some of this stuff and so that we can be ready we can be ready i'm so excited to be ready for this spiritual guidance that wants to, that is there for us, you know, that we have these, we all have them. You said we all have these spiritual guides. So how can we get in relationship? And, and I understand from the, from the beginning, you're saying that they interact with us differently. I guess 
each of us is different so they pick a way maybe that is going to be um going to be impactful to us how how can we be aware because because i believe that it's probably happening all of the time and we're just not aware and it's one of the things you said is because we are all we're stuffed up with all this baggage that we've let collect inside of us but once we start doing our clearing exercises how can we you know to say oh yeah i would like to in this place right now connect and be in relationship and hear from and be guided by the spiritual guide Right. And there's a few different ways to do that. A simple way that I that I have that I do it when I'm running around and, and a little bit stressed, let's say, okay, I just take a moment and I envision um, a beam of light coming from me up to heaven, up to the heavens, up to where my guides and angels are. And I just basically plug in like a cord. And when I do that, and then I say, okay, I, I set the intention for the energy and messages to come straight down through that cord and into me so that I can be inspired by them. And I might hear something or I might have a, a vision of something um, in my inner sight or I may have a feeling of something that I need to do next that really answers that question and guides me. That's, that's a really simple way that you can do that. And grounding beforehand is very, very helpful because if you're really frantic, what happens is it's kind of like kinking a hose. You kind of are disconnected from your guides because you're trying to do everything yourself and you're isolating yourself. Cause what do we do in life? We tend to go, I can do it. I can do it, right? I'm just going to put on the backpack and I'm going to trudge up the sand hill and I'm just going to get there, right? Um, so when we do that, it really is not allowing the help that is there for us. It's like if you've ever dealt with a, a toddler and they're trying to do something and you go to help them and they're like, no, I do myself, you know, and you're like, okay. You know, they're frustrated and they're, but, but they don't quite have it all together to do whatever it is that they need to do. What we need to remember is we are, we are the children of God. We're the children of, you know, the angels and, and that realm. And so for us to ask for help, it can be as simple as that. Just say, please come in and help me during this time. And then being open to the answers that are coming to you, because you may not hear something, you may not um, get a feeling, you may see something. I was driving down the road one time, and I was, think I was just in a loop thinking about something that I was worried about, and I looked up at this billboard, and I don't remember what the ad was for, but really in big black and white letters it said, "Forget about it," and I just started laughing because I was like, "Okay." okay, I get it. I get the message. Like, I don't need to worry about that. I need to hand that over to my guides to help me have that guidance. You know, it was just, that's, they really have a sense of humor sometimes. Uh, And I think that's what some people, a lot of people don't, uh, don't know is that they're really there to help communicate with us in whatever way we can receive it. So um, it's, it's really a very individual thing. I've, want to share a story about a client of mine, her mother passed away and it was a sudden death. And she had three children that were in high school and they were all very distraught. Uh, It was one of my uh, stepdaughter's friends. And I did a a reading for her. Um, Her mother came to me and was talking to me about how she was going to communicate with each child. And for my stepdaughter's friend, she said, you know, I will communicate with you through the wind and with butterflies. 
And she was walking in uh, on this trail. A couple weeks later, she's like, you know, I've never been down this trail. I want to I want to go down this trail. Um, she was with my father, actually. And she walks around the corner and this breeze comes in and she looks up and there are thousands of white butterflies all over the trail. And she just fell on her knees and she knew it was her mom. Which was, oh I still goodness. get, I still get emotional talking about it because it was. Yeah, it just sent chills in, through me. I know it's an empowering, it's a really empowering story uh, because that is definitely something that can happen to any of us. And that was, you know, right there in front of her because she really needed to know she had the support of her mom, even though her mom wasn't physically here anymore. Her mom became one of her guides. And she tells me now, she said, I still talk to my mom. You know, my mom still kind of gives me guidance in my life, even though she's not here. So that's definitely possible with loved ones that have passed on, as well as angels. So that's also important to know, because some people say, well, I feel, I feel like I, my grandfather's here with me or my mother's here with me. And, and I say, if you feel like it is, that's absolutely true. Wow. You know, and I love what you said here. And I love that example you gave about, you know, the, the children, you teach them how to do something. They say, no, I, I can do it myself. I don't want any help. And although we admire that, we'd say, oh, my goodness, I wasn't going to take over. I was just going to show you how to do that more effectively so you could get on with your play. Let me come in here and just show you how to hold the shoelace or how to do this really quickly. And, and I think that that is that knowing that we are the child of God, I think is the same type of instruction, right? Is that I feel that anyways, that I, I want you to be successful. You know, you're my child. I mm -hmm. want to see you grow. I want to see you prosper. Let me show you how if you tweak this just a little bit, you'd get more bang for your buck. You get more of the results that you wanted. And I think you know, because we as humans, we are sort of like children, you know, we, we want the credit, we want, I did it myself, we want all of right. it, right? And, uh, and, I, and um, I dare say we, we, we can take credit for all of this, right? We, yep, we did this, it could have been done, done a little bit better, but um, we have access to um, these spiritual guides who want to stand here and, and guide us and help us to deal with different things and just simply asking, just saying, you know what, in this moment, I would like some help. I would like some help. I'd like some, you know, inspiration or some, you know, creativity, something to, to wash over me, to help me, some strength, you know. One of my big things, you know, give me more strength or give me more patience or give me whatever, you know, more creativity, more insight. But asking for that, I think I have to agree with you. Simply humbling ourselves to ask can ignite so much power in our life right definitely to go, to go to the throne of grace humbly and say you know i i need help i would like some help so i love that as a way of um getting in touch with our guides and we're talking about too like um you know using the spiritual guides with our emotional help help you know or our emotions that i know when I think of emotions, I think of them being like um, like a roadmap, so to speak. Like if something is happening, for, I'll give an example in my real life. I had a conversation with a connected with a colleague or yesterday for a brief moment, but after the phone call, I felt unsettled, and mm -hmm. so there was you know just being in my body, and for the first time, I realized, wow, 
every time I interacted with this person in the past, I felt that, right? And listening and saying, oh, okay, what my emotions are telling me either change the, t- the way that we dialogue or maybe limit the amount of time that we do this because something is not right. I don't know what it is, but something is not sitting right with me. So I think um, that feeling when you're talking about the spiritual guides communicate with us in different ways. I feel like in this moment, hearing you say that, I'm thinking to myself, is that a, a message from a spiritual guide saying to me, yeah, this is something I want you to pay attention to. This is not moving you in, in the direction of your goals. Right. And that's a really, that's a really um, a common dynamic. And it's a really interesting one. I'm glad you brought it up because it's, there's a couple of things happening when when we have an interaction with someone and you said, you know, it leaves you feeling unsettled. Um, it's, you know, partly it's your, it's your own soul saying, mm, something's not right about this. It, it doesn't feel good to me. Another thing that happens whenever we talk to people, and I talk about this in the book, uh, especially people who are consider themselves impact, you know, they, they really feel other people's emotions. One of the other things that's very, very common uh, with people who are spiritually sensitive, I guess you would say, is that they actually take on the emotions of other people. So the reason that happens is because when you have fear inside yourself, when you have anger inside yourself, uh, not feeling worthy, whatever the emotion is, if you have that inside yourself, it kind of, it's like, that's like a, like a energetic immune system weak spot, right? And so whatever they've got going on, those emotions kind of can attach to wherever you have that emotion inside of you. And it exacerbates the emotions inside of you. So the, dialoguing differently is definitely something that's very important, but also to go, you know what, me feeling this way is actually a gift because now I can do the next step of healing for myself. What I tell people and, and what I, what I talk about in the book is that you say, okay, now I'm going to take this emotion, whatever it is, say, I'm feeling unsettled. Say, I choose to release this feeling of being unsettled and whatever it's attached to. And whenever you say that, imagine that you have a plant that has a bunch of potatoes on the bottom of it, right? And you have an, it's called an unsettled plant, right? It's got emotion. And it's got all of these little, little knobs on the bottom of it of energy and, and emotions and traumas and different energetic structures in there that are attached to that emotion. And you've activated it and you kind of shook that loose and you go, oh, now I can take out all of these pieces that are attached to that. And so you say, I choose to release that. And you just imagine um, just using some visualization, you can breathe out that negative emotion. You breathe in some, some inspired light, some white light, and you just breathe that emotion out and you can envision it as kind of a, a cloud of gunk or whatever it is you want to envision it as and just hand it over just hand it over to the light and let that go. And that actually starts to help to clear the emotions that are deep inside of you that are attached to all these other things that you've been through in your life that are similar to that emotion. Oh, I love that. So I'm understanding you to be saying that that feeling that I got could be because it shook something loose in me and I say, okay, oh, so that was like a, a pain body. I think that's how Eckhart totally kind of described like these pain mm-hmm. bodies that are, residing in me and so because it's there 
some other energy came there. It's like a magnet. <laughs> so it yep. ignited it to say, hey, look at me. I'm still here. And now I can be proactive and say, oh, since you're ignited. And I got to tell you, it's still a little, it's still a little inflamed and it ignited. So I'm, great, I'm glad to know that now I can stand in this place of uh, empowerment to say, I release, I choose to release this and whatever mm-hmm. else is attached to it. I, you know, oh, that is, it is so refreshing to realize that we are, we we are everything. We are we are both the question and the answer, right? And by that I mean that when these things come up that disturb us and create these questions inside of us, the answer is also right there. It's parallel, and that is this ability to to utilize our words to one ask for help to to two, release things that don't belong there that are impeding our peace, if you will, or our progress. So um, knowing that that resides in us is fascinating to me, that we have all of these abilities and that we have these angels or or, or spiritual guides that are there to guide us along the way as well. Exactly. We really do have a team uh, that's working with us in life. And one of the things that I run across with people too is they say, well, aren't they busy? Like, why, how do they have time for me? And I said, well, it's, it's not like they're human. We tend to give them human characteristics and human form and, and the idea that they function as humans, because that's what we know. That's our familiarity, but that's not how they function. You know, um, energy is boundless and energy is everywhere. Love is everywhere. Right. And so whenever like, you know, an angel can be working with a million people at once. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's, you know, all those people can be asking for help at the same time and they will all be blessed at the same time with the help from, from that particular angel, like say, you know, Archangel Michael or Archangel Gabriel, or there's, there's lots and lots of angels and guides, uh, out there that, you know, I, I find new ones all the time that I come across and I'm like, Oh, that's a new one for me. Uh, so it's important to, to know that you are worthy of the help and that they're never too busy for you because they're on your team for a reason. And because they're perfect for what you're going through in your life, right? Then your guides change. Some of your guides change over your lifetime. It's kind of like, as you go through school, your kindergarten teacher, isn't going to teach you pre-cal in high school, right? It's a different stage of your life. You're learning different things, ABCs versus equations, right? So you, as you go through life, you know, as you go through school, college, become parents, start your job, all of those things, you, you will get different guides during that time that kind of specialize in those things. Uh, and then you also have guides that are over your lifetime. A lot of times those are people that have been in your life with you that are now passed on that have come back to be guides. So, that's another so, kind of component of that that's interesting. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this whole concept. And I, I know that we have our ancestors who are there guiding us and the family members. And we have the uh, the guides from the spiritual world. And you mentioned Archangel Michael and Gabriel. And I want to tell this really quick story. I happened to be at work one day and I misplaced, I, I want to say, my keys. And one of my managers came to me and, and um, I said to him, I said to her, she said, what are you looking for? I said, I can't find the keys. And she said, and she found them and she said to me, oh, yeah. So whenever you lose something and I, gosh, did not write it down. But so whenever you lose, lose something, you call on this particular um, angel and they're the angel of lost items. And 
doggone it if she didn't go it led her to right where the keys were she came <laughs> she brought it back to me and i thought and you know here i am in this program and it just brought it back to my mind and that you know but i that was a living example you know she she didn't know the keys she didn't know i you know, she just saw me looking for something and I told her she goes oh, okay and she came back and she had the keys and so wow. how do we find out about these like how do we how do we people who've not studied this as extensively as you have how do we find mm-hmm. out what angel to pray to and what angels we what what uh spiritual guides we have access to you know how do we how do we connect um there's different ways to connect and there and I think to understand is there's no right way right and there's there's so many different ways to do something especially when it comes to energetics and and spirituality and all of that things that appease you just like different foods are good for different people right so one of the ways that you can do that is is by asking those specific angels i i have those in my book i think i have uh 12 to 13 something like that archangels listed in my book um like chamuel is for um, relationships archangel michael is for protection you know metatron is deals with children and he's um there he's one of the two um, angels archangels that were incarnate on the planet so they understand humans a little bit better some of the angels don't understand that we need sleep <laughs> you have to tell them sometimes come back at 8 a.m you know it's please you know i'm sleeping at 2 a.m yes. uh, right so, and i want to i don't want to cut off but we only have like a few more seconds to this yeah, program, no and i want to make sure that our guests get your book which is five minutes to feeling better Feel, feeling better in five minutes i'm sorry feeling better in five minutes that's feeling better in five minutes with Amanda Hainline. Thank you so very much for being our spectacular guest today. This is Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and I absolutely love you. Thank you for being an Everyday Peacemaker. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.